0: What is up everyone? My name is Lee and I'm here with Arlie. And this is Story Avenue. Hello, it's Barley. Um this week I'm doing the story of Zach and Addie. I didn't I wasn't too familiar with this case. Um I heard it a couple years ago, and it's like one that you really then don't forget after you hear it. Uh, But it's not one that you see or hear a lot about all the time Um, It's definitely a crazy one. I will say that Uh, So I'll just get it right into it. So it's a story of Zack and Addie um, And it's a love story with a terrible ending. I do want to say it's very obvious they had a lot of love for each other but It's very obvious. They had both severe mental health problems and it just did not mix well And it created a horrendous ending for them. But okay. So Zach. He was born in Bakersfield, California. Again, we in California. And throughout his life he seemed like he really worried about what people thought of him. And focused on the things he failed at in life rather than the things that he was like good at. Uh, He seemed like a glass half empty type of guy. And he would always just end up being like really hard on himself he was worried about letting people down and thinking that he was like never good enough for someone Um but in high school he did try to be a jokester and make light of situations and try not to make things too serious like he I know ran for homecoming and like wore a cape when he did that but people then thought he was like really weird so then he felt really bad about his choices of doing that, and it was just like kind of like a back and forth problem. Um, but people do say that when they knew him or were around him, they didn't feel like this guy was weird or they like he made him nervous or anything. Like he seemed pretty normal to them, but he was very hard on himself and was always worried about letting people down. He felt like he was never good enough for someone Um, And I believe that he was always trying to make people laugh either with him or at him. But he was depressed a lot. And, you know, you try to make others laugh when you feel that way. When you're like the saddest because you don't want them to feel the way you feel. But after high school, he fell into a very deep depression and felt like change was the best like most ideal for him so he moved from California where he lived with his mom to New Orleans Louisiana to be with his dad and quickly after that he kind of figured that him and his dad just weren't that close and were getting along that well so he kind of started his life on his own and that's when he became a bartender at 18. I don't know if the drinking age over there is different um or even if he was like allowed to drink but he was definitely bartending at 18 and when he was working there he met a girl named Lana who was working as a stripper and that's totally like a normal job um not you know ragging on her for doing that but she definitely didn't want to be a stripper anymore and she also didn't know how old Zach was when they first started dating Um, I guess it just wasn't something that was like brought up, but a couple dates after they like first met, uh, she found out she was pregnant. And then that's when she realized that Zach was 18 and Lana was 28. So she was kind of like weird about it, but you know, you kind of then accept it and it just wasn't a big deal to her. Um, Zach was pretty scared though. That's still a teenager and he was a little freaked out but after a while he embraced this new chapter in his life and really wanted to take care of lana and so he thought that going into the military would be the best choice so he would be able to support them financially and provide them with like health benefits so when he went to the military he rose to sergeant and accomplished two tours but over there he did develop severe PTSD and while overseas he witnessed a lot of his friends who were killed in the battlefield and they had this one friend Rachel who was only 19 and she was kind of friends with like everybody in the unit and I think she was like really one of the only girls out there uh but Zach witnessed her dying on the battlefield and that really affected everyone but it like really affected him I think it was the first time he ever witnessed or dealt with the death of a friend also when he was when he was in Iraq he met this little girl and like would give her candy all the time but then he later found out that she was murdered as a punishment for interacting with Americans which just make you feel so awful and he felt really guilty that it was his fault that she died Um and another incident that never left him was he befriended an Iraqi boy whose family owned a shop and um it was like a like a convenience store type of shop and the boy would bring Zach and his friends like sodas or they would he would bring him ice all the time and Zach now having two kids um you know like really loved kids and was like teaching him English And they became really close uh but then he later found out that the boy's family shop was bombed and that they all passed away so again this like really affected zach and after a little while he just really wanted to get out of the military he was tired of this lifestyle he just felt like he had been through enough and he wanted to go home so he i know purposely failed a couple fitness tests and received a general discharge which is a discharge under honorable conditions and zach felt super disappointed feeling like after all that he had witnessed was for nothing um and that he just had gone through all of this and there was just no point in it so when he returned home, Lana was really upset that he had quit the military and left them without a like a solid income or any benefits. And she said Zack just came back as a different person. He wasn't who he was when he had left. Um, he would scream a lot in his sleep. He was moody all the time. So Lana ended up leaving Zack and then Zack went back to just bartending and he was on his own. He was just living life for himself. And he was just trying to start fresh. Um, so he started working at a new bar. And this is when he met his co-worker, Addie. And Addie was known as a very carefree person. She lived a very bohemian lifestyle. She was like one with the wind and the, the leaves flowing type of person. She rode her bike to work all the time. Um, it was her only form of, like, transportation. She was a poet. She was an artist. She was a seamstress. I'm sure she wore only clothes that she made. Um, but her friends said that Addie had a pretty dark side to her. And when she would drink, it would get really bad. She was known to just push someone's buttons and keep pushing them. Um, she would end up going through a lot of roommates. A lot of people just couldn't deal with her um she was always running into problems with them she was doing a lot of cocaine at this time and she would start trouble with drug dealers I can see her as someone who like was not afraid of people I could see her as a female who would like go try to go face to face with a guy that was probably like five times her size um she also had diagnosed bipolar which left her uh pretty unpredictable at times. Um but I I think she kinda like hid that part of herself mostly. She appeared to be just super friendly. Uh but when you kinda got to know her you would see the demons that she would have. Uh and Zach was a pretty popular guy when he was working at the bar. He didn't have trouble meeting new people, but the only attention he wanted was from Addie but she didn't care about Zach at this time. She thought, mm, I don't care to meet you. I don't care to know you. Um, but he didn't stop. So Zach would work the night shift. I think he would work from like 10 p.m. to like 4 a.m. So he would see a lot of the, like, the night creatures out and about. But when he would get off, he would just sit at the bar all day when Addie was working. And just try to get to know her and hang out with her. And Addie finally gave in. She realized that they two of them kind of had a lot of common um and they would become really close and Addie would sometimes test zach to see how much she can push his buttons and see how much he would take of it and i guess he would take a lot of it so they would start to become really close to each other and everything looked like it was going good uh but then hurricane katrina was about to hit and with a couple days of warning, everyone was advised to evacuate the city, and Lana reached out to Zach asking to come take shelter with her and the kids, and he was like, no, I'm not gonna leave. I met this girl, Addie, and Lana was like, dude, you should like hang out with your kids to make sure we're all good and take shelter where it's safe, and she even offered to have him bring Addie, but they said no, they wanted to be by themselves and take shelter in addie's apartment so that really like annoyed lana but you know whatever so they stayed in her apartment and when the storm passed there was a small community of people who had stayed behind um and but like they were left with no power no running water no air conditioner or heat and very limited resources i mean like no stores are open Uh, It's basically a ghost town with just, like, a handful of people that stayed behind. And Addie and Zach would seek out abandoned bars, even, like, the bar they would work at. They would take the alcohol. They would serve it to the community um, right outside her apartment in exchange for food or materials they needed. They would gather trash or mattresses and light them on fire to cook food, kind of like one big, like, camping, like, camping bonfire um and they loved living this way they really did there's you can see pictures of them sitting outside on camping chairs with candles like surrounding them alcohol bottles uh just smoking cigarettes um and in order to keep police like around them in case of emergencies addie they came up with this great idea where addie would flash her boobs at them and their behavior did catch attention of the media where they were photographed sitting on lawn chairs surrounded by candles and alcohol they were known as the king of queen of the storm and they were so in love with the way of like their new life and they loved each other they were really close at this time um they were kind of like the only people they had in their life during this time so they didn't really have much of a choice to lean on each other but they really did uh and addie was showing how to showing Zach how to, like, live free alongside the people who wanted to live this way. Um, it's like a mixture between homeless living and not. Like, they had Addie's apartment, but they didn't have money to buy stuff. No stores were open. So whatever alcohol they could get, they would trade whoever had something. Um, but when the city started advising people to leave so they can rebuild the city they were starting to bring in like military tanks and that started to trigger Zach's PTSD and when the storm hit it also left Addie unmedicated so that was like again a huge mixture of just horrible things they were dealing with and it was just wasn't a good recipe um neither Zach or Addie wanted to face this new reality And when people were coming back, they thought they were beneath Zack They thought that they had just, like, abandoned where they lived and their hometown. And that they were just, like, underneath them. They thought, like, they shouldn't have returned. Um, Which is totally unfair to treat people like that. But they didn't want to face going back to the way it was before. They didn't want to face reality. They didn't want to go back to working, paying bills zach also wasn't co-parenting or paying child support to lana and kind of neglected this part of his life and addie definitely didn't want zach to go back to his responsibilities she just wanted all of his attention and they wanted to continue this like free way of living and that lifestyle but the honeymoon phase was over and they needed to get back to their old reality And it was certainly hard at this time. They were both abusing huge amounts of alcohol and drugs. A friend of theirs said they were supplying a flow of cocaine to them. Friends were saying that they didn't know where their relationship stood. One day they would break up and then get back together. They both would have bruises on them all the time from physical altercations. Uh, They would enter a cycle of breaking up and then chasing the other one to get back to it back together so they really loved then being in this new way of living they loved like torturing each other in a way breaking up and then chasing after the other one to get back together and fall in love and then hate each other and abuse each other and then break up so it was just a huge cycle and their friends just didn't know where they stood half the time um this was a relationship though and they loved the highs and lows but Zach now wanted to see his kids and introduce them to Addie. And Addie was stoked about it. She was super excited. Um, one thing about bipolar that I do know about, um, you have super high highs and you have super low lows. When, so when you're in a high high, you're stoked on life. You're stoked on the future. You make all these plans. And then when you have a low low, you don't want any to do with anything or anyone. You just want everyone to go away. Um, so I'm assuming at this time she was in a high high, and she went out and bought them all new clothes and was super excited about it, really wanted to meet them and get to know them. But then when it came down to it, she switched and wanted nothing to do with them. The kids even thought Addie didn't like them. Um, she would lock the bedroom door at night from keeping them coming inside. Um, she would tell Zach to go stay at a hotel when the kids came over. And at this time, after breaking up and getting back together constantly, Zach then started to have an affair with someone else. And it like really pissed Addie off. Um, I was listening to a podcast and it said that Zach was actually having an affair with a guy. And so at this time, he was like learning that he was bisexual but i also couldn't find any articles that supported that so i didn't know if it was actually a guy or a girl um but either way it was a shock to addy and it made her so mad so what she did to get back at him is she took his phone and called every girl in it and told him that he had aids which he like didn't but that was definitely her way of getting back at him and during one altercation Addie ran out of the apartment holding a gun and waved it in front of a stranger's face um it was like right after they were fighting I guess she like pulled a gun but then like ran outside and then waved it in someone's face and she was arrested but Zach didn't want to bail her out so her friends had to gather all the money to bail her out and after several months of fighting, just non-stop, constantly breaking up, getting back together, drinking a lot, abusing drugs together. Uh, Zach, like, hit a breaking point at this time. And he had had enough, and he broke up with Addie for good. But after a while, um, Addie convinced Zach to give her another chance. And she convinced him to start fresh in a new apartment, which was located at 8. 26 six and rampart and she had zach pay the first two months of rent since he was working at the bar and a grocery store he was paying child support he was working these two jobs addy wasn't working at all so he paid two months rent um just to get that out of the way and after a couple days of being moved in Addie actually went down to the landlord to change the lease from both of their names to just her name. And during a fight that night, Addie kicked Zach out of the apartment and Zach was really upset. Uh, He was supposed to have the kids the next weekend. He felt he was completely lost. Uh, He felt he was like scammed out of a living situation. Addie just used used him to pay two months rent, get this apartment together, and then to just like ditch him, tell him that he doesn't live here anymore, he can't legally live here anymore, his name's not on the lease. But the conversation between the landlord and Addie was the last time anyone had seen her other than Zach. So at this time, Addie like kinda goes missing. And Zach was seen at work acting like a completely different person. He was quiet. He was withdrawn. Uh, Friends were asking where Addie was since they haven't seen the two of them together. And Zach said that they broke up and Addie just went back to North Carolina, where she originally was from. And some of them believed him knowing that she can be like unpredictable at times. It seemed like she would just likely leave and go somewhere else and start new Um, They were breaking up a lot, so they kind of just figured that they were done for good and she had just left. And at this time, Zach really started to heavily party. He was drinking a lot. He was hanging out with their friends and using a lot of cocaine. He had basically stopped talking about Addie and everyone thought they were actually done for good. And Zach had asked Lana to bring the kids over to the grocery store where he worked and told the kids to grab as much candy as they wanted and he gave Lana $600 after this and asked if it was okay for him to still see the kids next weekend so it seemed like Zach was uh, like upset that they weren't together but he was just trying to like move on with his life he was still trying to be a dad he was still working his jobs even though he was drinking a lot doing a lot of cocaine um and just kind of going to work, go hang out with friends, party, go to bed, same thing over and over. Um, but then Zach kind of like turned a little bit, uh, he went to the Omni Royal Hotel where they had a rooftop bar and it had a pool and it was just like, like a cool place to hang out, um. And Zach had went there after leaving his friend's house with, I think, a bag of Coke. No, I don't know. Small factor in it. Uh, But on camera footage, you can see Zach drinking there from 4.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., which is, like, a huge time just sitting there drinking. He drank pretty much to the point of, like, blacking out. Um, And then you can see him walking up to the railing, like, pacing back and forth, looking like he was contemplating something. Uh, Nobody really knew what he was contemplating no one would predict this uh but you can see him just pacing back and forth and then the next thing you see is zach launching himself over the railing where he fell five stories down so yikes Uh, a hotel guest hears a thud and looking out the window he can see a body on top of a parking garage where he immediately called the front desk, and they called the police. When the police arrived, they see Zach had died on impact, and when they looked in his pockets, they found his military dog tags, kind of like a way of IDing himself, and then they found a Ziploc bag with a note that said to police only. Uh, on that note, it says, This is not accidental. I had to take my own life to to pay for the one I took if you send a patrol car to 826 and rampart you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend Addie in the oven on the stove and a full signed confession from myself signed zach bowen <laughs> so the police are like okay this isn't just a suicide this is a murder suicide which murder suicides to me just always freak me out you take someone's life and then you take your own life and that just like is so eerie to the point where I just like I can't understand myself so um they arrive at the apartment and the first thing they noticed was how cold it was inside the thermostat was set at 60 degrees and they described it as cold as a meat locker which is really eerie um they noticed the bathroom was like super clean it was like scrubbed fresh from any blood or evidence um and then they found a pot on the stove that had a head inside of it when they opened the oven they found a pair of legs in a roasting pan uh zach had also spray painted all the walls throughout the apartment saying like i love her um he spray painted i'm a total failure he also spray painted look in the oven Um, This one's really sad. He wrote on the ceiling above their bed that said stop the pain. And he also wrote out Lana's information so she could be notified of the situation. Uh, Zach wrote his confession in the last pages of Addie's journal. The first part said, today is October 16th, 2am. I killed her at 1am Thursday, 5th October. I very calmly strangled her. It was very quick. So, he had killed himself on October 16th, but he had killed Addie on October 5th. So, dude was just living his life with her in the apartment, dead, which is really scary. We kind of, like, then learned how he lived out those days. Um, He also had a lot of issues going on with him to be spray-painting on the walls, and he knew this was fucked and just was just so horrible horrible so the night that it happened Addie and Zach had gotten into a heated argument and Addie had tried to kick Zach out of the apartment and with his kids coming over the following weekend and him paying for the two months of rent already it was his last straw and he felt like he had enough so he strangled her to death and then he committed necrophilia to her corpse. And then he fell asleep next to her body. The next day, he got up and just went to work. Acting like nothing really had happened. Didn't even take a sick day. Just went to work. And his co-workers took note that they thought he was acting a little off. And just like super withdrawn. And the following days, Addie's corpse was still in the apartment. And Zach was just like living his life with her there. He then realizes that he needs to do something about it so he drags her into the bathtub where he starts to cut her apart with a knife and a hacksaw he cut her hands off her feet off and then cut her head off after giving her quote an awful haircut which i think is so crazy that he cut her hair obviously using the knife or the hacksaw and then cut her head off like i wonder what that was about cutting her hair i mean he probably gave her like the worst pixie in the world i don't know but like as someone who's a licensed hairdresser i just that part like really stuck out to me um that he cut her hair and then cut her head off i don't know um So then he placed her legs into a roasting pan in the oven and then turned the oven on like every night. And placed her head into a separate pot and then her feet and hands were in another pot and put those on the stove. And it was his attempt to separate her flesh from the bones. Um, He then placed her core, like her core of the body, into a bag that was found in the fridge and at night, he would turn on the oven, but when he would wake up and go for work, he would turn the oven off, which would leave his apartment with a distinctive smell. And a couple days after that, he said that the smell then like grossed him out and then he had to do something about it. And her legs were so charred, it took investigators a while to determine it was Addie. If they didn't know that it was Addie from the start, it would have taken them a long time to identify her the rest of his confession read halfway through the task i stopped and i thought about what i was doing the decision to halt the first idea and move to plan b the crime scene you are now in came after a while i scared myself not by the action of calmly strangling the woman i love for one and a half years and then desecrating her body but by my entire lack of remorse i've known forever how horrible of a person i am ask anyone and decided to quit my job And spend the $1,500 cash I had being happy until I killed myself. So that's what I did. Good food, good drugs, good strippers, good friends, and any loose ends I may have had. I didn't contact any of my family, so that will explain the shock. And had a fantastic time living out my days. It's just about time now. Zach Bowen. And when they told Lana what had happened, that he had killed himself off of that hotel she felt like it wasn't a personal attack to her because they used to take or he used to take lana and the kids to that pool all the time which is i don't i don't know why he decided to do that i'm assuming it was a personal attack to lana um i know during the days of him living out his life to the fullest he had reached out to lana and asked if they could hang out and she was like get lost get fucked dude no um what was also really creepy is he had a neighbor who used to live in that apartment so he like knew the structure of every room and like what like what the apartment like looked like and stuff and he said that the night that she was killed he noticed that the bathroom light was on the whole night and he thought that was like a little weird and it was like kind of freaking him out a little bit and he would just like look at that light on the whole night and it it ended ended like really freaked him out so much that he had a friend come over and stay with him and his friend who was a cop was like dude what is that smell and i was like i know i've been smelling that too but i don't know what that is and i don't know if they were found out but that was addy so that was also really scary um they had turned the apartment into like a ghost tour in new orleans uh where you can walk into the apartment and you can see uh like the stove and the bathtub and people actually leave offerings on the stove you can see like small bottles of alcohol uh, people left cigarettes. If you open the fridge, you can see like full sizes of alcohol. They left as offerings, which is really sad. Um, in this case, really tugs at the heartstrings the most. It could have been a completely preventable situation, but both Zach and Addie's mental health were at such low points, they became an aggressor for the other person. They both could have gone on living life to the fullest successful and happy but the problems was that they needed to be a part for in order for that to be possible uh, the apartment where this crime took place has now been renovated and opened to the new orleans tourists as a part of a ghost tour again where you can see pictures of the stove and the apartment and the stairs leading up to the apartment Which I feel like, I don't know, if I would go visit, that just gives me such creepy vibes. Um, But I don't judge people who do that. Um, So that was the story of Zach and Addie. Um, I kind of told a little bit different than what you would usually hear on other podcasts or read on articles. They usually start off with a body being launched over the hotel and finding the note and then all of that but so that's the story of zach and addy hope you liked it okay goodbye